This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to show 388 Aussie Mac Zone from lockdown in Sydney. How are you, Zahn? Oh, <clears throat> uh, you know, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had two studio, you know, uh, yeah, it's our fault. shows, and, <laughs> yeah, and, now, and now we're back in lockdown. As you can see, yeah. I'm wearing my best attire, <laughs> and, uh, you know. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So, um, luckily, we have a tiny house and three children. Otherwise, I'd be crazy. <laughs> Crazier. <laughs> yeah, that would. That's all right. So, show three eighty eight. So, our Aussie Apple. Really cool. It is. Well, we're we're it twelve is. to go. I oh, know. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do something. <laughs> but anyway. Yes. Now, our Aussie Apple yeah. ramblings this week start with <clears throat> Aussies have lost over $7 million to remote access scams already this year. ZDNet reports older Australians are still letting scammers access their computers with a $7 million loss already this year, mostly to those over the age of 55. In the first six months... <laughs> <laughs> Of 2021, Australians lost over seven million by letting scammers access their home computers, up to 184 percent when compared to last year. The latest data from the ACCC scam watch reveals so far this year almost 6,500 Australians have reported phone calls from scammers trying to convince them to download software that gives access to home computers and their bank accounts. Remote access scams are one of the largest growing scam types in Australia. Scammers take advantage of the digital world and the fear of fraud and cybercrime to access people's devices and steal their money, ACCC Deputy Chair Delia Ricard said. These types of scams target and impact all people and can be convincing. People aged 55 and over lost $4.4 million accounting for almost half of total losses. Young people reported losing on average $20,000 and eight Indigenous Australians, some in remote computers, lost a total of 38000 across 84 reports. The ACCC said the scammers pretend to be from an organisation such as Telstra or eBay or the NBN or Amazon and government organisations, police and computer and IT support organisations. Telstra was impersonated 1,730 times with reported losses of 1.95 million, followed by the NBN with losses of $477,980. The scammer's modus operandi is to create a sense of urgency to make victims provide access to the computers via remote access software. A common tactic used by scammers, too, is to say that the victim has been billed for a purchase they didn't make, then convince the victim that their vice has been compromised or account hacked as a result. The scammer will pretend to assist you or ask you to assist them to catch the scammer, the ACCC caution. They will tell you to download remote control software, such as AnyDesk or Team Viewer. 
Once the scammer has control of the device, they will ask the individual to log into applications such as emails, internet banking, or PayPal accounts, which is how they obtain the login credentials. It is really important not to let anyone who contacts you out of the blue access your devices, as once you give them access, you have no way of knowing what the person will do to your computer or what programs they may install, Ricard added. If you receive contact from someone claiming to be from a telecommunications company, a technical support service provider or online marketplace, hang up. If you think the communication may have been legitimate, independently source the contact details for the organisation to contact them. Don't use the contact details in the communication. In other words, yeah, just think about it first. Also, don't click on any links. Australians in 2020 lost a total of $8.4 million to remote access scams. So firstly, even while I was at a customer's place yesterday, and I'm allowed out because I'm an IT person, and we were giving remote access to their machine, um, they got a call saying, oh, this is Telstra. Um, You've been billed blah, 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 whatever it was, you know. And uh, But because you haven't, you're not up to date, we're going to cancel your account. Yeah. Uh, which was all a load of crap. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if you want to check, ring Telstra up. Or go and see yeah, your Telstra yeah. shop, like, you know, depending yeah. on where you are and what you're doing, right, and what the conditions so, are. <laughs> exactly. So while I was reading this story um, in our notes, I got yeah. a phone call uh, from someone who said, oh, good news. Um, Optus have uh, listed you as one of their um, long-term customers and wanted to upgrade you and your internet. Um, you know, we just need some details from you. Yeah. And I said to him, because I like to muck around with them and play with them. Yeah. And uh, I said, oh, really? I said, that's good news. I said, because I'm not with Optus. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're not with Optus. But no, I'm not with Optus. He goes, oh, he goes, oh, well, that's okay because we've also got other plans where we can give you an iPhone or an Android phone, whichever you prefer. Which phone would you like? I'm like, I don't need any iPhone. I've got one. <laughs> and he's like, do you have the latest one? I said, I've got the latest one. Oh, well, we can still give you another one if I don't want one. <laughs> he's like, let me just uh, pass you on to some more customer service people. I'm like, okay. So I went. They passed me on. He's like, good news. You're uh, eligible for a brand new iPhone 12 iMax or whatever it is, you know, the latest uh, Max phone. And I'm like, I've already got one. And they're like, oh, well, you can have another one. I don't want another one. (laughs) And and then they're trying to say, well, what about an Android phone? They're trying to do this. I'm like, no, no, no. I got the phone. I blocked the number, delete it from my call log. Yeah. And that sort of stuff. But literally why I'm reading this, they're trying to scam me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've had all sorts of different calls. I've had calls from Link, uh, yeah. or Link to whatever it's called, which is the Rose. And they say, they call yeah. up and they say, this is not a scam. The first thing they say, <laughs> we are from Link <laughs> and we're chasing money. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then I wait for it and they come through and they say, if your name is... It's all digital, and they say, yeah, yeah. Uh, rah, rah, rah. 
uh, press one. And I went, no. And then they <laughs> send me through because you won't press any buttons. They wait and then they send you through to somebody. And they're like, you owe this bunch. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> anyway, I block them. But I, I get these all the time, especially on my phone. For some reason, they love to call my phone. And I get calls from like Canada and Bangladesh and yeah, all yeah. over the place claiming to, you know, that they've got the best deal or I owe them money. Um, yeah. And it's a scam. It's all a scam. If uh, these companies were offering you this, you would get either a verified email or old snail mail. You'd get a letter in the post saying, hey, look, you know, this is what's going on. Uh, this is how we can help you. Yeah, but um, it cost them it cost them too much money to do that. Even, like, these days. Yeah. At a yep. dollar a letter where it costs, like, Point one of a cent to send an email, sort of thing, you know. That's, that's just, right. So you get an email. That's why there's so much Link, happening now. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're with Link, then they're gonna know you're, you're gonna know that you're Link. They're gonna have your account number because that's every right. uh, everything has an account number. You know, even your little thing on your on me on the on the car has a registration number, and you know that's that right. registration number. And so, if yeah. they can't give you those details. It's yeah, a scam. it's all a scam. That's right. Like I had a I had a call just recently trying to sell me advertising in a local school's, uh, you know, quote monthly family newsletter. Yep. And they were calling yep. from overseas. Even the, yep. the number was from overseas, and they say, "Oh, yeah. I, I know you can see the numbers from overseas. Don't worry about that." <laughs> yeah, 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 we're from a call center. Yeah. yeah, you are. Yeah. That's right. You are from a call center. <laughs> <laughs> so the most important thing, so as the family and friends tech people, that's us, we yeah. must keep telling them what not to do, you know. Don't Absolutely. don't do anything. Don't just click a button. Don't right. don't let anyone right. in. Ring ring them back. So, so if, if it's if they say they're Telstra, ring Telstra back and then go through the process with yeah. them. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. you can ask them and say, what company are you with? <laughs> and once they tell you which company you're with, you can look them up and call them back. Yeah, I absolutely. Guarantee you I, I guarantee you they're not going to give you those details. So, yeah, yeah. and if they do, you can, like I said, look them up because you can look up online and see if they're a scam. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's up to us to, to tell our family and friends and business people Whatever. Yeah. There's another scam going around. Don't do it. That's anyway, right. story two, Epic Games. Story two. I know this is amazing. So <laughs> Epic Games antitrust case against Apple gets a go-ahead in Australia as we wait US, US ruling. Nine to five Mac reports. We're still waiting on a US rule in the Epic Games antitrust case uh, against Apple. But the games company has now received go-ahead to take the same case to court in Australia. Apple has successfully blocked legal proceedings in the uh, in the country, arguing that uh, the matter was already being um, decided in the US. But Epic Games now managed to get the ruling overturned, for at least now anyway. Yeah. The background of this is that they, they can't, uh, there can't be many people in the world, the tech world, who aren't aware what's going on with, you know, with Epic Games and the dispute and, and, and everything like that with Apple. Uh, Epic Games argues that Apple holds a, monopoly, uh, a 
What did I tell you about? Holds a monopoly of power over iOS apps and uses the power in anti-competitive ways. Um, specifically, it argues that developers have no option but to allow Apple to take 15% or 30% cut of their revenue from iOS apps. And in app purchase, uh, the Coparinto company doesn't allow Cupert them to Cupertino. use alternative... Cupertino. Cupertino company? Yes. <laughs> company doesn't allow them to use alternative payment platforms uh, within apps and doesn't even let them tell users where else they can subscribe. Epic took Apple to court in the US. Both parties made their arguments and were now waiting for the judge to make the ruling. The smart money is on some kind of compromise, either determined by the court or enacted by Apple to fend off the many other antitrust pressures the company faces both in the US and many other countries. I've agreed previously that a compromise ruling by the judge might actually be the best outcome for Apple. It's true. Epic Games antitrust case in Australia. Epic Games tried to make the same case in Australia. Apple argued that this was inappropriate, which is true, since the matter was already being heard in the US courts. And the case should complete uh, be completed first in uh, in that court. Epic agreed uh, to, the, to and applied. The Australian Financial Review report uh, reports that Epic has now won its appeal and can bring the case um, to trial here. So we'll see what happens. I'm still going to. <laughs> I'm, going to I'm still going to say the same thing. They knew the terms. That's they right. They knew the terms. They signed a contract, and now because they don't like the contract, this has like you know Jerry Springer written all over it. You know, yeah, it, it is. It's, so they're saying that Apple monopolizes, but they, they're not monopolizing. What they're doing is they're keeping us safe in yes. our app store by allowing the, the companies that they trust and work with them. And yes, they are. This is yeah. iOS software. So they're going into that Apple and they're running everything from there. And so yeah. if we can get that on an Apple phone, then Apple deserves a cut. Now, determining 15% or 30% is up to the contract that they're in. If they've signed yeah. a contract saying they'll give them 30%, you're in a contract. It's binding. And especially and especially judge, when in yeah, in court in America, the, yeah. the guy from Epic Games said, yeah. oh, if they had offered us a special contract at always at 15% or whatever it was, we would have signed it. So yeah. stuff everybody else. So, you know. I know. So Apple's not doing anything wrong. They're not making special contracts for Epic. They're not making deals with anybody, uh, any other company. Epic just thinks that they're above the contract that they've signed. Yes. And if, they, if Epic doesn't like it, then all they have to do is pull their game. Yeah. And they have. They pulled the game anyway. You can't use it on any Apple software. No, they didn't pull it. So, because they because well, they well, started doing things that yeah was stopped. Yeah, they didn't pull yeah, it. Yeah, I know stopped. Apple. Yeah. Apple. Yeah, I know Apple. Yeah, stopped <coughs> it. it. Well, exactly. It's still it's still unavailable. You know, in any yeah. way, shape, or form, it's still unavailable. 
And, yeah. and which is fair enough. If they're going to breach a contract that they had already agreed to, then they're in the wrong. I have yes. no idea why they think they can fight this or bring it to another country. You know, they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's such a weaselly Facebook thing to do. <laughs> you know, like, oh, been, it really is. It's Zuckerberg all over again. <laughs> you know, I've got uh, someone else has got an idea. Facebook. Oh, that sounds great. I might steal that idea and launch it all over the world. And yeah. then he makes millions of dollars and just writes them a check. Oh, here's your check. This is all you wanted. Bad luck. It's fine <laughs> now. Like, yeah. It's not how things work. If you sign a contract, you sign a contract. Either, you know, either abide by the contract or pay out whoever you sign a contract with to their to their end and, and pull out of where you decide yeah. not to, yeah. to do it. So I hopefully Apple comes, you know, out on top for this or there is a compromise. I don't think they should compromise by cutting the value, you know, like 30 to 15% or 5% or 10% or anything like that. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. These guys signed a contract. You either sign the contract, you either agree to the terms or you don't. Yeah. Simple fact. Yeah. So. So that's my rant about that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you really think. <laughs> so, yeah. Apple stock hits record. Sorry, Apple stock hits record and joins big tech party. So, Fox Business reports yep. at two point four trillion. Apple is the world's most valuable company. Apple is joining the big tech that's investor right. party that's been underway already this year. Shares of the world's most valuable company are sitting near record levels after reaching the milestone, the first since January 26th of 2021, as tracked by the Dow Jones Market Data Group last week. The big money flows are heading right into Amazon, Apple, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, with a smattering of others, and I think it continues at least into earnings, which is about three weeks away, said Gary Kaltbaum, Capital Management President. Apple is set to record earnings after the close of trading on July 27. Despite its gains, Apple is still lagging in big tech peers, including Google with a 44% rise. Microsoft and Facebook are over 25% plus apiece. And Amazon gained 13.5, recently hitting a fresh all-time high as CEO, CEO Andy Jacey took over from founder Jeff Bezos with Apple uh, yep. up only 9.4%. <laughs> now, now, before we go on to the next one, I want to say this has got a lot to do as well with that, uh, with Epic Games. It's like, you know, uh, for instance, <laughs> you know, you get the, the big, uh, you know, white pointers and your, and your, your target charge and things like that. You get those little attaches yeah. and they attach on and they, they, they filter and get everything. And this is all they're trying yeah. to do. They, they knew the deal. Like, so I'm going to go on and talk about gaming and I'm going to talk about Pokemon Go. Uh, Pokemon Go uh, has been on Apple's ever since it came out, uh, on Apple products ever since it came out. And it's had no issue. They're not arguing about, you know, what this and how much that and where it should go. Yeah. Um, Nintendo's the same. That You know, they've put in uh, Mario Brothers and Mario Kart and, and all that sort of stuff on the iPhone and haven't argued about a percentage or anything like that. They've signed a contract and, and held up their end of the deal. Epic Games is a leech where they've 
come in, they've signed a contract. They weren't even on the uh, the, uh, the the devices that long before they pulled their contract and decided to try to get other trying to get outside money to be able to buy and then use yeah. while you're using that device. <laughs> um, so it's it's just a thing. No one else is arguing. It's only them. I know there's other companies that have had disputes with them in the past and things like that, and that's been rectified. But on, on that note, uh, Apple's always come out on top on this. You know, and again, if you sign a contract, you sign a contract. But they're, they're just bottom feeders. Sorry, I'm going to go on my next uh, I don't like Epic Games. I'm going to say it now. I don't like them. I think their games are the crack to children of the industry. Anyway, done. Um, <laughs> Pokemon Go, on the other hand, <laughs> for gaming, <laughs> Pokemon Go surpasses $5 billion in revenue as it turns five years old. Again, 9 to 5 Mac uh, reports, Pokemon Go is celebrating its fifth anniversary this week and next with uh, in-app events and more. Along with the milestone, new data is out showing that the hit AR game, bringing it uh, in a grand total of $5 billion since its launch in 2016. Sensor Tower shared an, a new report highlighting Pokemon Go's continued growth when it comes to players' in-app spending when comparing the first half of 2021 uh, to 2020. Revenue of the game was up an impressive 34% at $642 million for iOS and Android users. Impressively, uh, that, market, uh, that marketed the biggest increase in 1H revenue since the game launched, but 2020 ended up being the game's biggest ever year. Well, we all understand what that was. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. With a total of 1.3 billion. So to, so to the top of that, Pokemon Go will need to continue its growth in the H2 2021. Other interesting data from Sensor Towers includes the US being the all-time top generator for the game with almost 37% of the total 5 billion plus Pokemon Go has over 600 million total downloads across uh, iOS and Android with the US leading that metric as well. To date, Pokemon Go has packed up approximately 632 million downloads. That the US rank uh, number one in installs, generating 115.5 million downloads, or 18.5%. The total Brazil ranked number two for installs, while India round, rounds out the top three. While 5 billion from one game is a massive success, when looking at the bigger picture, that represents just five percent of that total one hundred billion that uh, that the Pokemon franchise has created since debuting in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, so, so, so if if Epic like if we'll go back and pick on Epic again, if Epic were Epic, creative yeah. and worked on yeah building the franchise. With all the yep. other stuff that goes with it, they'd be miles in front while they're while they're a hit while the game's still hit. I know, but instead they decide like, to have a fight. 
that's ridiculous. Every kid I know plays it. Yeah. Like, they all play it. And even if they don't play it, they've got a friend in school that plays it, and they're like always trying to convince them, oh, you should jump on and play with yeah. us. You know, we've got a team. You know, we all play together. And, you know, I think in uh, the one of the clubs I work with, there's probably out of... 10 boys in that class, eight of them all play together yeah. on on that game. You know, it, it really does. I don't understand. <laughs> if they were on iOS, these kids would be in the schoolyards playing during their breaks. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, they want to just argue about a percentage, which they're already making millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. All right. Entertainment. Yeah, we're done. Yes. Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. So, oh, <laughs> a a parody yes. of iconic musical Schmigadoon is a new musical comedy series executive producer, produced by Lauren Michaels and starring Emmy Award nominee Cecily Strong and um, Emmy, Award, Emmy Award winning Keegan Michaels, uh, key as a couple, uh, sorry, key as a couple on a backpacking trip designed to reinvigorate their relationship when they discover a magical town in which everyone is living in a studio musical from the 1940s. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They then discover that they can't leave until they find true love. Which is what they thought they Sounds already great. had. <laughs> yep. Now, also in entertainment, uh, my wife and I have been yep. enjoying all the shows, Home Before Dark, yep. Mosquito Coast, yep. Lizzie's Story, Coast. Yep. and Physical, with more coming soon, yep. including Central Park, Coda, uh, and Ted Lasso. Yep. So I know I've seen the new ad for Ted for Ted Lasso. It looked really yeah. good. I'm very excited. Uh, I can't wait for that. I'm literally scouring the internet for new television shows to watch. And because uh, 2019 uh, 2020 was that funny period with COVID, yeah. getting all these one series amazing TV shows, but because yeah. of COVID restrictions and everything like that, they've been cancelled. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a big which challenge. Is an absolute shame. Yeah, I watched one on Amazon. I think it was. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. It was Disney, and uh, it was on Disney, and it's called. And it's on Star, and it's called Stumptown. Stumptown. Yeah, and it was very, very good. Uh, it was based on a graphic novel about a detective. She's a war veteran, uh, suffers from a bit of PTSD, and. You know, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, her best friend's an ex-con. He owns a bar. And it just is fantastic. It's such a great series. Uh, and it stars some absolutely brilliant actors. And because of COVID and everything like that and scheduling now, it's yeah. been cancelled. Hopefully some, hopefully someone will pick this up. Uh, maybe Disney might pick it, uh, pick it up because it is on Disney now. Um, So maybe Disney will pick it up and hopefully because uh, it has um, 
I can never remember her name, uh, but she's from the Marvel movies and How I Met Your Mother. Um, and she's uh, you know, who he ends up after everything at the end of How I Met Your Mother. Spoiler alert, by the way. I'm sure everyone's seen it by now. Uh, How I Met Your Mother, <laughs> uh, the auntie, and then he ends up going back to her after his wife dies. And that's how you know, it all ends. Uh, so and I can never remember her name. She's a fantastic actor. Uh, again, she was also, you know, in the uh, Marvel series uh, um, with um, the Avengers and then went on to do uh, this series. Um, and it's also got the guy from um, The New Girl, who is the boyfriend who they end up getting together uh, with Zoe Deschanel. He's very funny. Um, again, he works in a bar. His own bar this time, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know uh, it, he plays a fantastic character. He's very funny, you know, a little bit rougher in edges because he's an ex-con, and um, yeah, Stumptown. Right. Check it out if you want. Yeah, on Disney, but there is only one series, and it's a bit sad that there is only one season of that. Yeah, um, the show Coda, uh, C C O D A. Yeah. Um, that yep. actually stands for Children of Deaf Adults, and it's a story about the the one hearing person in a family, and and things yep. that happen. Yeah, so it's just something different, and, and give everyone a chance to see what really happens. Yeah, Apple TV. It's coming. It's not, it's, I think it comes out this yep. week or the week after. I can't remember, but yeah. Yep. Yep. Now. Excellent. Apple expands yep. Universal App Store plus Apple Stiff Apple Store gift cards to Canada and Australia. Last year in the US, Apple overhauled its gift cards, taking them from two separate products to a single one that works with the App Store slash iTunes Store and Apple Stores. Now the new Apple gift cards have launched in Canada and Australia. Spotted by Basic Apple Guy on Twitter, the unified Apple gift cards launched with a new landing page showing up on the company's Canadian website today. And we noticed at 9 to 5, Mac, that they are also available in Australia. We previously noted that the trouble with the old approach of two separate types of Apple gift cards. Yeah. Uh, so the similarity between the two types of cards meant that customers often purchased Apple Store gift cards when they really wanted Apple App Store credit or tried to use App Store and iTunes gift cards at a physical Apple Store. Apple even offered a page yeah. dedicated to explaining the difference. Yeah. Like the Apple gift card in the US, the launch in Canada and Australia means you can buy and send physical or digital versions of the unified gift cards with a variety of designs to choose from. Standard denominations come in 25, 50 and 100 or you can choose a custom amount. Apple still extends old gift cards which remain valid for the products or services they were originally designed for. You can also add money directly to your Apple account balance. Yep. Now, P.S. iTunes gift cards can be found on special at stores like Woolies and yep. Coles. This may change now that they could buy a Mac at ten to fifteen percent off with these new cards. So you may just if yep. you if you do buy stuff using the iTunes gift card. 
you may want to buy them at the 10 to 15% off while you still can. Yes. But keep a look at and please let us know. Yeah, next one. You can do the next one. Awesome. Uh, so experts warn of dry failure impacting users of Apple's airport time capsule. Nine to five again. Experts are warning of a particular, particular flaw that could affect Mac users who still rely on Apple time capsules for backup, even though Apple discontinued the time capsules in 2018, the product is still in use by many Mac users and a flaw in the Seagate drive inside uh, could put data at risk. The news was first reported by the German data recovery company, I'm not saying that, in Berlin. Dayton Rettung in Berlin by a gong. In the time capsule, Apple used Seagate Granada hard drives. These drives are now suffering from an what's that? Apparent design flaw. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, that is leading to abnormally high failure rates, according to the German company. <laughs> we must assume that this is an error in the design of the Seagate Granada hard drive installed. Uh, in the time capsule. Yeah, don't remember the numbers. Yeah, the from numbers. 2014 yeah. to 2018. 18. The parking ramp of this hard drive consists of two different materials. Sooner or later, the parking ramp will break, or this hard drive model installed in a poorly, uh, rather poorly ventilated time capsule. The damage to the parking ramp then causes the write slash read unit to be destroyed and severely deformed. The next time the rewrite, uh, the read or write unit is parked, when the time capsule is now turned on again or wakes up from hibernation, the data disk of the Seagate hard drive are destroyed because the deformed read write unit drags onto it. The German that's because, that's because that, yep. it works on air pressure and there's like, Basically, there's only an air gap yes. between the head and the and the spinning disc, and yep. once the arm gets bent on on the head uh, device, yep. that can't it doesn't have the same pressure to give you the air pressure, so it just yep. then it just locks up. Yeah. Now what's going off? <laughs> That's not me. Oh, I might be here. No. <laughs> Definitely not me. I don't know how. Don't know why I'm doing that because it's um, basically on do not disturb. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, German company says that this. Fire in the Seagate drive design is the cause behind nearly every time capsule failure it has seen. It says that while data recovery is sometimes possible, it requires very high effort, and in some cases the data is not fully recoverable. The German company recommends that users 
with the time capsule with a two terabyte or three terabyte of uh, storage look for alternative backup solutions. The folks at iFix have a detailed guide on how you can swap the hard drive in and in an airport time capsule for something more reliable. Yeah. So there, so there is can, extended notes on, on the um, show notes. Yeah, yeah that. that's right. So you can, so obviously you can remove this hard drive, the one that's failing. Can we use an SSD drive in replace? Uh, you can. It's a bit bit fiddlier. Um, yep. Plus it doesn't really have to be because it's not going to make any difference on the speed for doing backups. Yeah. But, yeah, um, just depends on what you're – you know what you are, are using it for, but yeah, it's not going to make too much difference because it's the end of the. It's not connected yeah. directly to the machine. It's, it's yeah. connected You've through, through capsules, your network. You? Yeah. <coughs> um, yeah, all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I thought. And um, have you got these models? Uh, some of them, yeah, and I've already done yep. replaced hard drives in some of not necessarily mine, but customers' ones as well. Because yep. mainly because not because they failed or they were starting to play up, yep. and they decided to go say f- from two terabyte to four terabyte anyway. Yep. So right. yeah, things like that. So I'll do this one soon as I gave you the last. The yep. New South yep. Wales yep. Education Department, down by a cyber attack, goes offline just before the start of the new term. So information. Age reports the New South Wales Department of Education was hit by an apparent cyber attack on Wednesday. In a notice published on Thursday, the department said it took precautionary measures, shutting down many of the systems, including the online portal teachers were using in preparation for the new school term. The timing of this creates considerable challenges for staff as we prepare for the start of Term 3. Georgina Harrison, New South Wales Education Secretary, said, Thankfully, our teams have been able to isolate the issues and we are working to reactivate services as soon as possible. New South Wales Police confirmed for Information Age that this was made aware of the incident on Wednesday afternoon and its cyber detectives are investigating the matter. New South Wales heading into its third week of lockdown, students in the Greater Sydney area will be forced to start the first week of a new term in online classrooms. Some people joked on social media that the secretary, the security <laughs> came from disgruntled ICT student looking to get a few extra days off school, liking it to a modern-day <laughs> version of pulling a fire alarm. But the Education Department assured students and teachers alike that the systems will be back online by Monday. And they were. Which, <laughs> uh, I am confident we will have the issue resolved soon and want to reassure teachers and parents that there will be no impact on student learning from home next week, Harrison said. Correct. Whilst we are confident all systems will be back online before day one, term three, we are making information to support home learning available on our public website so that preparations for the start of term can continue. Few concrete details about the incident have been emerged beyond, or sorry, have emerged beyond the statement from the New South Wales Department of Education and confirmation from New South Wales Police. But the state government does have some f- form when it comes to being victimised in cyberspace. 
State departments were caught up in the Acelion data breach earlier this year, including transport for New South Wales, which subsequently had 250 gig of organisational data published to the dark web. And Service New South Wales was hit by attack on its email system, which was its primary method of data transfer at the time. That saw attackers disappear with 3.8 million documents, affecting 186,000 New South Wales residents. An investigation into that incident found New Service New South Wales did not accord with best practice cyber security measures, and the state's cyber agency even admitted earlier this year that the New South Wales government had a low cyber security maturity level. Hopefully they're improving. Now, you can do the next one, yeah. Excellent. So, how to? Yeah. Uh, remind, <coughs> excuse me, reminder with a bit of time on your hands, go out and try, um, try it today, Apple at home. So what's Apple at home? Now you got, it's it's called today at Apple, which is what you normally do. Oh, today at Apple. Yeah, today at Apple at home. But today at Apple was when you would go to the store mm-hmm. and learn how to do the Star Wars Firo yep. um, thing or learn how to take photos or improve your photos, learn how yep. to make music, yep. sort of stuff, um, learn different things on the iPad, for example. And yep. today at Apple at Home... Is where they started because of the lockdown. They started making videos by the staff available yep. to to us at home, so we can do the same thing but learn at home how to do it. Excellent. One of the ones, for example, is how to um, how to do portrait sketching on your iPad with the Apple Pencil, just as an example. Oh, wow, that'd be interesting. And you know how to improve videos, or how to do videoing, and how to. Yep. Do music, how to make music, how to that sort of stuff, you know. That'd be really interesting. Uh, music and and if you got time to kill at the moment, instead of <laughs> part of me climbing the walls, maybe just learn a thing or two because yep. you'll enjoy it. They're yep. all really good ones. And they're worth watching. Yeah, excellent. And, that, and there great. are other, there are seriously other good videos out there. Um, yep. On YouTube, there's the TED Talks, which is. Lots and lots and lots of talks. There's talks for kids. There's yeah. business talks. There's um, there's even comedy talks, like you know, comedians yeah, coming in yeah. and explaining, you know, how they got started in the industry. You know how hard it was to break out. You know, there's one yeah. uh, with Nat's what I reckon yeah. uh, doing a TED talk, and he is honestly just in awe of even being on a TED talk. He's yeah, like, I don't yeah. know how I got here, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> he, you know, then explains that, you know, he is using new media, you know, to get his, uh, the platform he uses is, you know, new media, and that's how he gets all his content out. And especially yep. in a time that, like now, lockdown and everything like that, he is solely at home on YouTube, you know, making videos, you know, editing videos and stuff like that at home. And, uh, yeah, and so... TED Talks are great. I love TED Talks. I, I find, yeah. yeah, there's so many different TED Talks you can, you can look at, so they're always And fun. there's heaps of stuff, like, like on YouTube, um, Lee Mack, a comedy guy in England, 
Oh, uh, he's got his own <laughs> channel with a couple of different shows on it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sarah Milligan, another comedy lady yeah. in England. She's she's yeah, got her I own channel. Her as well on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy um, Carr has his own YouTube. Jimmy channel. Carr. Oh, speaking of Jimmy yes. Carr, uh, yeah. actually, it was on. Must have been on YouTube anyway. But it was. Um, what was the what's the English driving show? Um, where they do the lap with the the stig and blah blah blah. Oh yeah, yeah, Top Gear. Top Gear, yeah. Yep. And it was a Jimmy Carr. <laughs> Jimmy Carr did the lap, and he he went to the top of the leaderboard. Oh wow! All right, and he was mucking around and joking and all this sort of stuff. And they showed one corner where he lost it, and nearly rolled it, and like the whole deal. But he was fastest. Oh, wow. Did the fastest lap. So. Oh, awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, just speaking of Jimmy Carr, just like that, yeah. So there's all that yep. sort of stuff out there. Yeah. I I'm not saying sit in front of the TV like 20 hours a day, but, like, no. get there, learn something. There's uh, one yeah. I really like on YouTube um, that I watch. It's about a guy who bought a ghost town, an old mining town. <laughs> and uh, he's there by himself and rebuilding an old mining town. He gets people <laughs> in to do different work and everything like that. It's a fantastic series. Excellent. Um, yeah, I really like that. And um, I watch. Oh, I watch so much stuff on YouTube. I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. We'll be Tiny here. houses. I watch the one on Tiny houses. Yeah, you watch Tiny houses. That sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah I love um, Aussie Dashcam, Scott Scott Cam, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. You know, because you get to see uh, streets from around here. So uh, yeah. in Western Sydney, so you get to see lots of Western Sydney Dashcams. Which is good. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> All right. So, yes. show notes link each week on the show upload. The link being this week being uh, AussieMaxZone.com.au AMZ388. Yes. There, there you'll, you'll see, see the last, the last yeah, six weeks. Sorry. The last yeah, six weeks of show notes. <laughs> You can email Michael or Zahn at aussiemaczone.com.au. And however you listen to us, please give us a rating, a like, tell your friends, because it's how we get followers. And we yeah. like followers. We like you. You like us. So why not share us? And We're thanks to our supporters. A government that's... relationship. <laughs> that's right. Share <laughs> us around. <laughs> thanks to our supporters. The most important people, you our listeners. And over to Zahn for that infamous sign-off. Once again, guys, thank you so much. In lockdown again, stay safe. Don't be silly. Wear a mask. Keep your distance. And remember, an Apple a day keeps Androids away. Hello, guys. <laughs>